up everyone welcome back to walking with the king podcast i'm your host Teresa king how are you doing today like i said last week in case y'all weren't here i have a very special guest that's joining me today he is the love of my life the father of my future kids the pain in my butt <laughs> and his name is robert <laughs> hey guys i'm really happy to be here i'm so excited for you to be here if you know us personally you know that we have banter we love to pick on each other we love to roast each other that is our love language (laughs) definitely so if you hear it in this podcast i promise you that we are okay that's just how we are (laughs) (laughs) but we are here for a very important topic yes (laughs) so we are going to be talking about waiting for marriage We are going to be talking about sex, guys, so um, please be aware of that. Um, Make sure that you are not in, like, a public setting to where people are going to be like, oh my gosh, what are you listening to? Because it is going to get into that topic. Um, This is still a Christian podcast, so I promise you it's not going to get dirty. It's just something that was on our hearts to talk about. And we feel like the Holy Spirit needs us to speak about this topic. So since we're in marriage, we're about to hit two years of marriage, babe. I know. I'm pumped. Are you excited? What do you want to do for date night? I have no idea. (laughs) But my birthday is two days before our anniversary. So I'll leave that to you. (laughs) Yes. We did not wait until marriage. We actually did not do a lot of Christian things before we came into marriage because we actually didn't give our lives to God until we were married. So we kind of did things backwards here, but we understand now what we did was wrong. Yes. How I see it is it would have saved us a lot of trauma and going through a lot of things that we didn't really have to go through if we would have waited in the very beginning. Just to talk a little bit about mine and Tess's, I, I call I call Teresa Tess. Yeah, he calls me <laughs> Tess. We all have a nickname for each other, right? <laughs> yes. Just to talk a little bit about our experience, uh, I, I know that she had mentioned before on the podcast that we met on Tinder. We had originally matched and we went on our first date. It took us about a week to really plan that first date out. We were super interested in each other. We had this uh, seven hour phone call. Seven hours, guys. Um, before we went on our first date. We we stayed up pretty much all night talking to each other. I Like, I remember that night. My phone froze on me. like it just did not want to turn on it didn't want to turn off like that was back in the day where you're able to take out the battery out of your phone (laughs) and i'm so thankful that that was able to happen because my phone did not want to turn off like i wouldn't know what to do yeah and this kind of like started a whole streamline of um staying up late on the phone with each other we were already falling in love with each other but in a very lustful way we had been in our addictions for a really long time prior to meeting each other. So we were already going down a sinful path. And when 
Tess and I met each other, we just already knew that we were going to continue sinning. We we weren't um, in a place of like, oh, well, today we're going to um, do the right thing. Like it was, it was either like like we kind of presented to each other like this is the way that we're doing life. Um, either get on board or get out. And we both had kind of said it to each other. Anyways, back to the first date. We we. <laughs> We went on the first date, and originally, I think that the date went off really well. She got in my car, and like right off the bat, she kissed me. I needed to make that move. <laughs> I had to. I knew I was going to marry you, so I wanted to tell our kids, hey, I kissed your dad first. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, right then and there, I, I, this is not the best thought process, but I was excited for what was to come based on that kiss i was also not appreciative of that kiss the right way um it it, the the way that i had seen that kiss in that moment was wow like this is going to be a really good night for me and that's that's not how we should be seeing that kiss um and not how i would see it now you know after we've given our lives to christ Right off the bat, um, we started texting that first week. At the time, she was commuting back and forth from Alice. She was, uh, Tess was living with her parents. And um, right off the bat, Tess and I became very possessive of each other. I can remember a time where we didn't like each other, really even leaving the house outside of just seeing each other uh, because we, we were kind of afraid of what was going to happen. Because we, we didn't trust each other. We had built up so many different walls. I'm, I'm not meaning to speak for you, babe. Are, are, is this is this how you were feeling as well? <laughs> yes. Our therapist just told us that he tends to speak for us. <laughs> so he's like constantly like making sure he's not speaking for the both of us. So that's... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it... Uh, it and I feel like it's important to differentiate, you know, like how I feel and how, how Tess feels because it gets, it's just important. The possessiveness started, the jealousy started, and that really went down. That, that really opened up a whole new can of worms. The next, I guess, year to a year and a half was just filled with jealousy. It was toxic. It was like a toxic relationship. And it's like crazy to even say that we were in a toxic relationship because if like people get to know us now like they'll be like what are you sure i'm like yeah it was pretty bad it it was very toxic um i'm gonna keep going back to the first date though that first date we we ended up having sex on our first date Mm -hmm. and um i think that for me and for Tess, it was kind of like we already knew it was going to happen we didn't even see an option to wait because we had already gone down that path of sin for so long we didn't exactly know how to not you know growing up i was definitely taught that you should start to live with your spouse before um you get married to them just because that is a way of learning that's a common misconception Um, i actually spoke about that last week that it's like a cultural norm for you and your boyfriend or girlfriend to live together before you get married like that's what we did 
but that's not of God. That's not what God has planned for you. Exactly. And how I feel that when Tess and I had sex on our first date, I feel that it invited sin. Um, mm-hmm. It it immediately opened up that can of worms that I talk about. And we started down that path of sinning because we both knew that the other partner was okay with it. In Ephesians 5, 22 through 23, it says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. So basically in that context that I was talking about, I was letting Tess know that it was okay to sin. Mm. I was pushing for the sex before marriage and she was also okay with it. But if I would have let her know that this isn't the way that God wanted it to be, then we might not have had that experience we might not have experienced so much relationship pain and trauma yeah that we did going forward yeah like i remember working at jamba juice and i had a co-worker who was very involved with christ and i always said i was a christian because i grew up in church and even when i didn't give my life to christ i still said that i was a christian and that's a whole other podcast that i already talked about but she knew that we were very serious and she actually invited me into a bible study with another one of her friends and they were just pushing like you need to stay abstinent you need to stay abstinence you need to stay pure and i was just thinking in the back of my head like yeah right like there's no way that robert's gonna want to stay with me if i ask him to stay pure until marriage because honestly we didn't think that we were gonna get married right away you said that you wanted to wait about seven to ten years before we we're even going to tie the knot and i was like okay like i mean you do you boo if that's what you want i know i'm gonna be with you you know? Yeah, I figured out later that there's no way I'm waiting yeah, seven years. Yeah, you proposed years. within like two years. <laughs> but I mean, I was prepared to wait because that's what you wanted. And it goes back into that scripture where wives are supposed to submit to your husband. You are the leader of the household. So if you're, you're so right, if you said, hey, let's do this, I would have followed. Same thing with our addiction. You would you say that all the time. If I said, hey, let's quit drinking, let's quit smoking, I would be like, okay, let's do it. Like, that's, like you're just a leader of the household. So I am supposed to submit to you. And I feel like my parents did a good job on raising me that way because my mother does submit to my father very well. And I feel like that was just a norm thing. Like, same thing with Momo and Popo. My grandparents, Momo submitted to Popo very well as well. So it was just like a mindset for me to always submit to you. And I'm not saying that you're the reason why we weren't pure or why we weren't sober at an early age. It's just you as a man, as a husband, as a boyfriend even, boyfriends and husbands have a very big toll when it comes to a relationship because that is just the mindset of a woman we always want to please our man so yeah exactly i i probably wouldn't have listened in that very moment if you would have told me that you wanted to live a godly life because i was so deep 
into the sinful life Mm -hmm. one thing that's so important about marriage i feel is that we're supposed to listen to each other sometimes it's scary because sin can take over Mm -hmm. you don't exactly know um when it's going to take over your marriage entirely and just um you know not just be affecting your sex life but also be affecting everything within your life oh yeah Um, and it's funny because we were going to church every now and then in this relationship like we actually were a part of kin ministry at the church that we were at and yet we were still like so deep into the sin to where we weren't even able to see it the way as it is yeah y'all it was bad you know we would go and serve in the youth ministry and then we would go out to eat afterwards and sometimes get hammered at that meal and then end up drinking all day and we were living this double life um for so long we had one leg in the world and one leg with god and it was just it was exhausting just to give you an example I remember there was multiple times where I would be so hungover right before church because we had gone out on a Saturday. I would be throwing up in the church parking lot. I knew God accepted me, but I I didn't want to live that life anymore. And it all starts with the very beginning of the relationship. It can start with mm-hmm. the very beginning of your own life. You know, Tess just talked about season of singleness. It doesn't have to be about the relationship. I I feel like it's whatever God wants for you and he will save you out of that sin. So I feel like it's a very, very sensitive topic when it comes to sex before marriage, because so many people want to think that sex before marriage is okay because of the culture, because the society that we're in right now is making it norm. Like, oh, you need to test the car. You have to test drive the car before you actually purchase it off the lot. The same thing when, it, yeah, my husband just rolled his eyes when I said that. Um, but like, it's so norm for people to be wanting to stay pure. And it has a lot to do with the Christian community. I have a lot of single friends who have been on Christian dating apps and they keep asking them like, hey, would you be down to be like friends with benefits? And they were like a worship leader at a different church. Like it's just norm when it comes to sex. Even in the town that we used to live at, there was a church where the worship leader was caught having sex in a bar. Like, it's just such a norm. Like, that's what the enemy loves to attack, especially the young people, because that's how he gets us. That's how he got us, was sex before marriage. And constantly with the television and music and everything that's of the world like it keeps saying hey having sex before marriage is okay having a one night stand is okay having sex with multiple people is okay having sex with multiple people at one time is okay like it is just like a constant norm that christians have to fight every single day and when it comes to well if you're in a relationship for years you have to know 
what your partner likes before you get married or y'all need to live together in order for y'all to see if y'all will be compatible whenever y'all are married because who knows like you might not like the way that your your husband lives or your wife lives because they might be a slob or whatever it may be and I remember one of my friends from school I asked him like hey are you like do you live with your girlfriend he was like no we don't live together and I was like good like like don't do it (laughs) like not trying to like force our religion quote-unquote on him but I was like yeah no don't do it like and how I see it now and I feel like this is a very um, good way to kind of share your point of views as a Christian without making people think that you're just like throwing the Bible at their face is that If you're living together before you're married and then you get married, there's no point of really getting married. Like for us, like we left our apartment, went down to our hometown, got married, and then we both came back to our apartment. Like, like it was exciting. Don't get me wrong. I loved our marriage. I love our wedding. It was beautiful. But there was nothing like extravagant other than the wedding itself. Like, we didn't get excited for moving in together or getting our first apartment together outside of the wedding. You know, there's just, okay, we're back home. You know, we got our dog. Hey, we're married now, puppers. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing more. To, yeah, there's nothing extravagant. And he was like, oh, well, like, we're not going to get used to each other when we live together. And I was like, don't y'all like hang out like all the time you see the way that she lives she sees the way you live it's the same thing nothing's gonna change if they're moving in like might as well save the excitement for that time after marriage and being involved in celebrate recovery we get the privilege of knowing a lot of people who decided to be pure and then they ended up getting married um after they were pure for years. Coming out of those conversations with people and just hearing them say how important and embellished and beautiful their wedding night was, um, you know, it's it's really cool to see because we live in a day and age where wedding nights can easily turn into, um, you know, a drunken night where nobody remembers anything. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way that God wants the wedding night to be. He wants you to remember your night so that you can remember every single thing that your wife is doing for you in the forthcoming years and Mm -hmm. how you're living with Christ. Going over those conversations where they talk about the wedding night, it sets up your life for a disciplined life in Christ. And you have a lot less... I'm going to go back to our previous point, but you just have so much less trauma going on and you have so much less sin and you don't have to experience uh, diff- difficult things as as often as if someone who decided to not be pure and mm. and that's that's really coming directly from the source <laughs> but um our dog is just choking the any anyways let's go back to this yeah i feel i just feel like in a lot of ways when tess and i had sex on our very first date 
it just started off that that life that sin life that i always go back to but we kind of felt like we owned each other like we knew that when the other person stepped outside of the door that we knew that it was walking into a world of other people trying to want this person yeah it just it just started off a really intense mental health conversation for us we we struggled y'all with our mental health with this every single day was um difficult because there was always a story you know i would be talking about a coworker that was a woman or she would be talking about a coworker that was a man and i would turn into i feel like we both did you know it was bad yeah i was so easily afraid that you were gonna just get up and leave me because of how jealous i was when we were still going through the motions and i feel like it would have never been that way like we would have never been as jealous as we were if we never gave in to having sex because i mean like it it invites okay so like you know what soul ties are right no no so soul ties is an intense spiritual connection between two people that results in a mutual learning experience often used from sex and i know uh celeste talked about soul ties in seeking god as a survivor of abuse episode when i had them on but when you give yourself to a person when you have sex with a person you are giving them a piece of your soul and it's true like it talks about that in the bible that we are connected through our souls every time that we give ourselves with sex and that's why like we become so intimate with your spouse because you are like you gave them your a piece of your soul like now your souls are tied and because we had sex with different people you are now giving your soul to a bunch of different other peoples and actually you're inviting their demons to come within you because it's going through the souls and that's the same thing when it comes to jealousy like we gave our souls to different people and then when we came together our souls were everywhere and our souls with was with each other as well so every time like we got like a hint of jealousy it's because our souls were just connected but also connected to other people and it wouldn't be that way if we were just pure like if we were both pure we wouldn't have been jealous the fact that you were talking to your coworker about where the pencils were or whatever it may be. If we were just pure in general, like we were virgins when we first met each other and virgins until the day of our wedding day, we wouldn't have the same jealousy as we once did. No, so um, I didn't know that it was referred to as soul ties. I had definitely heard of that concept before. Um, but I didn't know it was called soul ties. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that, um, one thing that's so important to really talk about is the mental health of it all. Um, and spiritual health as well. Um, 
abstinence is a key teaching in many religions around the world, and rightfully so. Um, individuals can benefit from basic teachings regarding abstinence because they develop a disciplined life, like I talked about before. Um, having sex outside the bonds of marriage and the consequences that resulted took a huge mental and spiritual toll on us. Yeah. I truly believe that if Tess and I would have practiced restraint, we wouldn't have gone through all of that. You know, this is not to say that we necessarily regret. We just know that it wouldn't have been the same. We wouldn't have been in the sin life as long as we were. We wouldn't have been in the world that long. Yeah. We just wish we would have done it differently. Yeah. And that's just a token of, um, to people out there that are struggling with this concept. If you are in a relationship and you feel that you're not making the right decision, you're feeling a conviction about something, seek help. Go to a Celebrate Recovery. You know, Celebrate Recovery is really big in ev- almost every town in the U.S., it's, it's for hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Dealing with being pure is one of the things that yeah. you can deal with. And you can go to Celebrate Recovery for this. Mm-hmm. Um, There's and I a know lot I, of people, yeah. There's a lot of people that are in Celebrate Recovery just for purity. Yeah, and it's and it's setting up that, that beautiful, disciplined life where you're constantly having God in every single decision that you make. Yeah, like, you know that I am very, very, very big on Celebrate Recovery. Like, I am a huge advocate when it comes to Celebrate Recovery. You hear it all the time on this podcast on me talking about Celebrate Recovery and how it helped our lives, how it changed our lives, and it opened the passage for God to come into our lives. I'm actually wearing a Celebrate Recovery shirt right now, (laughs) but... um. If you are struggling with purity or if you're in a relationship that does not want to be pure, I mentioned this last week, like sometimes the person that you're with is not necessarily the person that you're meant to be with. And I did talk a lot about this last week in my season of singleness episode. And as much as it's going to hurt just going through that topic, of should I be with this person or not, it is definitely something that you need to communicate with God about because he has a beautiful plan for you and it's going to be perfect because God created that plan for you. And even if you are trying to fight with God on that topic of whether or not you should be with this person or not, at the end of the day, we have to listen to what God is telling us. And sometimes being pure and being single and learning God through that season of singleness is where we get closer to God. God wants us to learn how to rely on him, him and him only. And that's what we have to do. We have to learn how to rely on God. And it was difficult for us 
for our season of singleness, I kind of mentioned that last week's episode, but we had to rely on God and then rely on each other since we were married in our season of singleness. And um, I just pray that if you are struggling with purity or struggling with a relationship, I just pray that God will give you the guidance and the clarity that you need going forward with this relationship. I know a lot of people may disagree with us on being pure and waiting for marriage, but at the same time, this is a topic that is in the Bible. It does talk about sexual immorality, and this is a form of sexual immorality. Having sex before marriage is sexual immorality, and that is something that we felt that was in our hearts to talk about in this podcast. So, even if you are just kind of in the mind fog in a way of not really sure what to do or where to even look for a celebrate recovery near you, you are more than welcome to DM me on Instagram or Facebook on walking w dot the king podcast and I will gladly help you look for a celebrity recovery near you. And if you um, don't want to message me, that's fine. (laughs) But there is a celebrate recovery app that you could download on either Apple store or on Google play. And it will actually show you a map of all the celebrate recoveries near you. Um, I am a huge advocate for celebrate recovery. So is Robert. Celebrate recovery, change our life. And if it could change our life, it could change yours. And the only reason why it changed our life is because God is in the center of Celebrate Recovery. Everything that we do in Celebrate Recovery revolves around Christ alone. Well, my love, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I mean, we're in the living room. Of, of our apartment right now and honestly he is always like in the other room whenever i'm recording the podcast and it's really cool to like have you with me on this podcast he just gave me a thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah guys please give us a follow on instagram and facebook our handle is walking w dot the king podcast if you want to follow my lovely husband and actually see his face rather than hearing his voice his instagram is robert.king underscore gtt and also the link for his instagram will be below so if you want just click the link below i'm so glad that you're here And stay tuned for more. He will be joining us again in season two. And I'm excited for that. Are you? Yes. You had no idea you were going to join me back again, did you? I had no idea. (laughs) Well, newsflash. He will will be joining me back again. Happy life. I got him a shirt (laughs) that says that. So, (laughs) but um, yeah, guys. I am praying for each and every one of you. And thank you again if y'all stayed and listened to us rambled on for a few minutes. So I really do appreciate y'all. I pray for y'all. I love y'all. And I'll see you next time, guys. Bye, guys. Hope y'all have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.